Welcome to another episode of Code for Thought. I'm your host, Jacqueline Laird, and today I'm joined by two of the Software Sustainability Institute's fellows, James Byrne and Tom Russell. Yeah, so I'm uh, James Byrne. I work for the Artificial Intelligence Lab at the British Antarctic Survey as a research software engineer. Uh, and I'm primarily focused on our digital twin programs, um, but also with more general uh, software development activities across the broad range of sciences we do at the organisation. Hi, I'm Tom Russell. I'm a senior research software engineer in the School of Geography in the University of Oxford, where I work on infrastructure systems, so transport, energy and water. And I also collaborate with researchers at the Alan Turing Institute in London, um, on the Colouring Cities Research Programme, which is a particular focus of my fellowship. So this is a, a project that started in 2016 as Colouring London, where Polly Hudson, who was based at UCL at the time, um, set up this project to capture data about all of the buildings in London in fine detail in a way that wasn't possible um, with open data sources at the time to support um, sustainability, but also uh, local history and all the kind of rich detail of information that you can get when you capture things sort of one by one building per building. And how is your fellowship going to help with your research in that area? So the fellowship has uh, let me spend some time collaborating with the, the researchers in London, but also uh, increasingly in, in other cities around the world. So in Athens and Zurich and in Sydney and a couple of other cities in Australia. There are projects starting up uh, aiming to use our open source code to to create um, colouring cities projects in these different cities uh, and my fellowship is allowing me to uh, run kind of community building calls with, with these other researchers and research software engineers um, to help them get set up with the code but also um, bring us together as a little bit of a community uh, working on the, the same code base and learning from each other about um, the, the buildings and the, the data sets that are available in, in, in the different cities and the different angles that different researchers have on the, on the same problem. So the, the building stock's interesting because you can come at it from lots of different directions. You can uh, look at it from an energy viewpoint in terms of energy demand or consumption. Uh, you can look at it from um, uh, uh, more more of a humanity standpoint, looking at the, the history or how people experience the cities. Um, and it's been uh, quite a productive way of pulling together interdisciplinary projects. Well, that sounds really interesting. So you're helping to bring all the different groups together, working on the same same sort of problems. Yeah, and hoping that we can we can have a, a code base that, while it was started um, as something developed specifically for London, we can make adaptable and uh, bring in key bits of functionality that will will allow it to be easily deployed and and adapted to to different contexts. Interesting stuff. Uh, and James, can you tell us a bit about? your research and how your SSI fellowship will benefit that? 
Yeah, sure. So um, as I say, we've got two uh, digital twin programs that we're running. Um, they're really a composite of a, a variety of different software projects that we do at BAS. We have quite a few different areas of science that operate within the organisation. Uh, one in particular that I was uh, involved or am involved with uh, is similarly to Tom, uh, a collaboration with the Turing Institute to um, develop a sea ice forecasting system called IceNet. Um, so that's actually become a, a key component in a much wider sort of Antarctic digital twin and the digital twin of our uh, Sir David Attenborough research vessel. So uh, these are both ongoing things and it's all about creating uh, a lot of my research actually is around how we use software sustainably for the sake of system integration. Um, how we develop reusable packages, so much the same as what you were saying, Tom, across all of these groups, even though they've got very uh, heterogeneous um, physical models that they might be based on or physical emulators that, we, or, or, sorry, emulators that we might be developing, uh, how do we develop all of that software in a maintainable way and then integrate it in a maintainable way? And I think that really leads on nicely into how the, the fellowship can help, actually, is that software software development, as you it, it might be fair to say, uh, is usually a little bit of an afterthought in research, historically speaking. Um, so it's a really important time for us to acknowledge that software, you know, research software engineering is a, a very valid and important activity uh, to creating sustainable platforms that can scale uh, horizontally and vertically. Um, and, it, you know, that's where the SSI comes in. It's uh, it's really important for me and the other software developers and BAS to feel that there's a conduit to a wider community, not only in the polar research domain, but also externally as well. Um, and those are two, you know, the internal and external communities, the two things we're really trying to nurture at the moment. I would ask of Tom, actually, how are you finding it? I mean, it's it's very early days for me, uh, like with my own sort of agenda in the polar science and ROC community. But how are you finding uh, connecting with international communities as well uh, is of particular interest? Yeah, it's still fairly early days for us as well. So um, it's been a good prompt to engage with the the Alan, sort of re-engage from my point of view with the Alan Turing Institute and the researchers there. So I had had been paid to do work with them in the past and have kept in touch as a kind of tech lead on the project. But um, this has kind of given me a bit of a new focus to, to re-engage. And we've yeah had relatively small uh, kind of development focused calls and been planning how to adapt what we're doing uh, and, and sort of set it on good footing for um, other other research groups to come in and, and pick up the code and and use it. And and we're really in planning stages with the um, the wider group. So there's a, a bit of a network built up, um, mainly driven sort of from from the research side rather than the research software side, um, but. In, there's interest sort of as we've been talking to people about about adapting the project in different places to understand what research questions we can share and explore but also how at a, at a technical level we can uh, reuse and sort of accelerate things um so it's yeah we're, we're at early days with planning the the kind of community calls on the on the technical side I think that raises a really interesting point for me because actually that's been one of the biggest benefits with 
collaborating with the Reg group, so the RSC group within the Turing. Uh, I was working with one of their developers, James Robinson, there. Um, and actually, it was really useful because actually you see how another organization, especially one like the Turing, who have a, a pretty blank slate in terms of infrastructure, uh, are doing things. And you can obviously try and drag that into your own building with its own groups of software developers. So, yeah, it's very interesting to hear that that's also what you're after. And how did you both hear about the SSI fellowship in the first place? And what was your experience of the application process? So um, I, I, I forget what, exactly where I heard of it, but I suspect it was Beatrix, uh, uh, Dr. Beatrix Sharp-Ridley, who's our Director of Innovation. I suspect she mentioned it to me at some point because I've got a vague memory of it. Um, so I applied a year ago because I've worked in a few different roles at Bass, and most recently as a research software engineer. Um, I applied last year, um, I didn't get in that time, but um, it was really interesting because actually it starts to change your perspective about what you want to do as a research software engineer. Um, so, it, yeah, it was very interesting for me, actually. It sort of set my agenda and then it, it then became part of the agenda. So I applied the second time uh, and I had a much clearer idea about what I would do if I were to get the fellowship. So it was probably time well spent. <laughs> uh, for me, I think I've been aware of it for a few years. I went to a collaborations workshop a few years ago um, and met a bunch of uh, SSI fellows. Uh, and then realised that they were all fellows in this uh, exciting scheme um, and, and working on interesting and various things. Um, this was my first time applying, but it wasn't my first time intending to apply. So uh, I had a, a couple of uh, false starts where the deadline whooshed past um, and, and actually got it in on time this time. So uh, that's, a, that's a strong tip for anyone thinking of it. <laughs> James, do you have any advice for potential applicants? Um, I, I guess it's, uh, I, I mean, the thing that I found the most useful was writing a script for the video. The amount of times I recorded, because uh, you do a little six minute video, of course, for your application process. Um, I tried to freestyle it uh, probably about a dozen times before I realized that I was on a, uh, <laughs> on a losing battle. So I wrote an entire script and even then I found that I had to do it another dozen times to actually get a recording I liked. So um, yeah, keep at it, but uh, uh, give yourself as much help as possible. <laughs> and Tom, any other, apart from paying attention to deadlines, <laughs> any other advice? I think it's it, it can be what you make of it. So looking across the profiles of the different fellows, kind of current and past, there's, there's lots of different approaches that you can take. So um, don't, I would say, don't worry too much about trying to fit some pattern that you think you see. Uh, I'm sure there's something in your work that's, uh, that's interesting that you can kind of crystallize some idea around. Um, and I think the variety of it is a real, real strength. And at the end of your fellowship, what would success look like to you? What changes have you made to your community? I mean, personally, I think uh, if everyone knows where to go to get technical advice in Bass, software engineering advice in Bass, then I think that's probably a winner for me. Um, it's, it's a great organisation, but um, there's a lot of um, sort of develop software engineering silos, it's fair to say. And I think for new people in the organisation, like, uh, they might not know where to go to get a little bit of help or to work out what the best approach is uh, straight off the bat. So if, if we can break down 
that sort of team silo problem and establish a really active software engineering community, then I'd be happy. I'm intending on running a webinar that promotes the use of software within polar science. So if uh, if we manage to do that, then that would be great. Tom, what would it look like for you? I think sort of narrowly within the Colouring Cities project, um, it'd be great to see a couple or a few cities up and running with uh, with sites collecting data about their their buildings and using the shared code base and, and feeding back into that so we can um, see some see some software development community engagement around it um, a little more broadly and sort of definitely within the scope of the the year. Um, to have run a couple of collaborative coding discussion events that um, that people engage with and and get written up nicely, I think will be will be a key key marker for success. So to have to have brought some people together and, and talked about shared interests. Fantastic. Um, if our listeners would like to follow your research, is there anywhere you'd like them to go to visit? Yeah, for for me, the, the Colouring Cities GitHub organization is a good place to start, um, especially for uh, software developers. Um, feel free to pitch in on discussions there. I'm also very happy to be contacted directly. Um, personally, is uh, well, it's always worth keeping an, uh, having a look at the SSI um, profile page for us uh, for me because um, uh, it's got all the links to githubs and, and whatnot um, the best place for uh, to keep up to date with British Antarctic Survey activities is of course their website uh, specifically the blog is well worth keeping an eye on as we'll be blogging an awful lot about our digital twin programs and the like um, as well as some of the other scientific activities that are going on thank you James and Tom for joining us on this episode thank you very much Thanks, Jeffrey, for inviting us. Join in the conversation on Twitter using hashtag CodeForThought. Thanks for listening.